want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I was put on it at such a young age, like 14, and was on it till I was 24. I never got to know my cycle and honestly, it just never worked for me specifically from a mental health perspective. Once I came off of it, I didn't do anything to prepare. I just got it. I was like on a whim one day, like when I got it taken out, period didn't come back for six months. Such intense, painful, deep hormonal acne, really bad cramps. I've had ovarian cysts on and off my entire life. The being on an experience was bad and the coming off of an experience was even worse. In society, we're told our periods are like this shameful, horrible thing. Actually, your cycle is really freaking cool. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to our Back to 8020. Thank you so, so much for clicking on this episode. This conversation that I had today with Kate is probably one of the most beneficial ones, mainly because the things that Kate talks about in today's episode are all things that, let's put it this way, I feel like a good portion of my conversations with my female friends kind of revolve around our womanhood, our cycle, the fact that we kind of just always are riding this big wave of like high highs and low lows and a lot of it has to do with our cycle. After having this conversation with Kate, I feel like we could have talked for literally forever. I'm probably going to have her back on the podcast because even after editing, I have so many more questions for her. But after listening to Kate's story and hearing about a lot of the research or even lack of research about the female body and the cycle, everything is starting to make sense. So for those reasons, I'm really excited to share this episode with you all today. Kate explains the four phases of the menstrual cycle and what it means to work with your cycle and not against it. Kate is a registered dietitian turned entrepreneur. Kate has a very relatable story when it comes to birth control. She shares that story on today's podcast episode, and she also shares how she healed herself through seed cycling. Now she owns a wellness brand called Funkit, which offers a whole food approach to support your hormone cycle. This episode is essentially the women's health unit that you never got in high school Kate, welcome to 8020. Thank you so, so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's like such a fun way to start my Friday. Yeah, me too. Do you have any big plans for the weekend, for the July? You know what? We decided we're going to move and we're moving offices for Funkit, my business. And then we're moving out of our condo into a house all in the same weekend. So I don't know if they're fun plans, but I'm feeling really excited about, I love change. So I'm feeling excited about like a new space. 
Wait, that's so exciting. So what kind of prompted like the office shift? And then like, I guess that that's crazy to, to move to, like two major pieces of your life in one weekend. That's insane. So the office shift was great. We got an awesome, it, for anyone who's listening, I've got a company called Funkit Wellness. We do all natural hormone health and we've grown a lot in the past couple of years. And we just needed like a more warehouse space, like a traditional, we still do all of our own fulfillment. We like to control and really give like a, high premium quality customer experience. And so we just needed a bigger warehouse. So we're moving into a bigger warehouse. And then I live in a one bedroom now, and I've been living in one bedrooms all over the world for probably the past 10 years. And my husband and I just on Sunday decided we needed more space. So we own our condo, we're renting it out and we move, we're moving into a three bedroom house in South Austin. Um, so we're pumped about that. That's so exciting. That's awesome. Well, congrats. Thanks. Big, big weekend ahead. Um, okay. So you talked a little bit about Funkit. Can you tell us about Funkit and then obviously tell us about you too? Yeah. So my name's Kate. I'm a registered dietitian. I specialize in hormone health. Um, it really came out of a personal need. I got off birth control, which I know we're totally going to dive into in a minute. It's been about six years now and I had a horrible experience on birth control and, you know, I'm definitely not anti-birth control by any means. I know some people who really, it's a lifesaver for them. For me, I just never found the right one. And I feel like I tried probably 10 different birth controls over 10 years and it never worked for me. And when I got off birth control, I experienced pretty much every symptom in the book. Like my period didn't come back for six months. I had the worst cramps when it did. I wasn't ovulating regularly. I had acne that was so painful when I would lay down to go to sleep. Like it was all on my like chin and jawbone. Um, it would hurt. And so that's kind of what launched me into learning about hormone health. And I went back and actually got certified in integrated and functional nutrition. And that's how Funkit was born. We started out as a seed cycling company, which if you don't know what that is, just hang on tight. We're going to like dive into everything. And then now we've got 100% food-based vitamin for the menstrual cycle. We've got maca powder. So we've just really kind of expanded and decided we want to help as many people as we can. It's not fair. We don't know about our hormones. It's really unfortunate we're not taught about them. Yeah, absolutely. I remember back to like thinking back to like high school health classes and stuff. They teach you like how to like put a condom on a banana, but they don't like teach you actually about your body, I don't think about I your female body. I learned that. I don't even think like I grew up in Alabama. I don't even think I learned how to put a condom on a banana. I don't think like all I learned was like, you are going to get an STD and it's going to ruin your life to the point where I was like scared to pee on public toilets for like four years. Our education is so lacking. So when you were in school to become a dietitian, did they kind of touch on hormone health much or, you know, healing through food, anything like that? You know, this is wild. And like, I'm going to show my age a little bit. So I'm 29 and a half, like holding on to my twenties by a thread. And so when I was in school, you know, that's been almost 10 years ago when I first started getting into my nutrition classes, you have a metabolism class where you learn about hormones, but you're more learning like how hormones are built in the body about how proteins digested. You're not really learning about the menstrual cycle. And this is what blows my mind. I do a little bit with UT now, like here in Austin, and I'll talk to the upcoming dietitians because it's not included in the current curriculum. And for anybody listening, so in 1993 was the first year that women were required to be in research studies. So we have only been studying the female body for 30 years. What? Yes. So that's why it's not included in the curriculum because people didn't 
We weren't even, you didn't even have to include women. You did not even have to include us at all. So medications, diets, exercise plans, anything that you have heard, this is the way to go was probably only studied on men. Wow. Wait, my mind is blown because women are the main target of all of these like diet, exercise, fitness programs. And a lot of them, like I I scroll reels and I see these guys sitting on podcasts and I'll probably clip ours together too. And it'll be completely against what they say, because they're always like, you know, you need to just like run more, eat less, you know, eat a piece of steak and, you know, go hard or like stay hard or whatever. That's exactly (laughs) what they say or like intermittent fasting or like all these things. Like, and when you look at the research, like, cause I'm a big believer in like, do what feels best for your body. But like, I like to be guided by research and unfortunately there's just not that much. And so when I started getting into hormone health for myself, cause I like started testing things on myself first before I started, I was, I used to have a private practice and like work with clients. So before I started working with clients, like I'm gonna test all these things on myself. And so I basically just started doing the opposite of everything that you said. I was a half marathon runner. I was like strictly like vegan. I was all these different things. And I started just like slowing down. We will get into it, but I had to like learn to slow down, back off high intensity, up my protein, but also up my fiber and like veggie intake and drink lots of water. Like it's interesting because what we know to be good for hormones isn't what supports the multi-billion dollar diet industry. So have you seen a shift since you were in school, like the education curriculum, like in a, in a good direction? So I have not seen a personal shift in the actual textbooks that okay. are being taught, but you know what I have seen a big shift in, and even just the past three years is practitioners, dietitians, nurses, doctors, you know, teachers being more open to this more holistic side of health. I think we're realizing that we have a sick care system right now Mm. and we're not doing a lot preventatively. So I've seen so many more practitioners be open and there's actually a peer-reviewed research study on PCOS and seed cycling now. So food as medicine is definitely... I don't want to say making a comeback, but I mean, that is the original version of how we existed. And I do think it's coming more back to that now, hopefully. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this episode. It's kind of a general consensus that navigating our 20s is tricky sometimes. I definitely think that when you're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't clear, it can be really confusing. And that is where therapy can really be beneficial. So whether you're dealing with decisions around your career or relationships or friendships or really anything, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you're trying to navigate your life. For me, this keeps coming up in conversations with my friends or while I'm journaling Or I was just on a walk with my sister and we're just kind of talking about like, what's the next six months of our life going to look like? What's the next year? What's the next five years of our life going to look like? And answering the question, what's the right path for me can be tricky when you don't trust yourself. There have been times in my life where I really have to dig down deep and work on the relationship with myself. I feel like I'm still in the season of life where I really am working on myself And therapy has been a big piece of that puzzle. Being able to talk to someone in a really safe space where I can learn positive coping skills and learn how to set boundaries and really just feel empowered to step into the next version of myself can be really, really helpful. 
Therapy is something that everyone can benefit from. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 8020 today and get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 8020. So let's kind of talk a little bit about your birth control experience and then we'll kind of like roll into how you're using food as medicine. You mentioned how you decided to come off birth control. How did you come to that decision? What was kind of like the driving factor for you? Oh my gosh. And so if I can save anyone, if anyone's listening and they're like, oh, I'm thinking about coming off and I'm just going to like do it cold turkey. You need to listen to this entire episode because I'm going to tell you everything I did wrong. Um, so I had been on it from a really early age. My mom is my best friend, the most amazing human being. And she had a baby really young at like 16, 17. And so she had me on birth control and, you know, like rightfully so, because she was like, I wish that I had had access to this, like growing up. And, you know, I just want to try to protect you. And I think that that's been the narrative around birth control is like very fear driven almost of like, this is what protects you. And for a long time, it did protect people. And, you know, it did help with family planning, but I was put on it at such a young age, like 14 and was on it till I was 24. So my, I never got to know my cycle and honestly, it just never worked for me specifically from a mental health perspective. I feel like birth control just really messed with my mental health. When I was in high school, I had a total mental breakdown and I ended up in the ER and like, they literally told me it was from the hormones in my birth control. And so I had that experience and then I got the next planon. So that was on the pill that was on Yaz. I don't know if you remember Yaz. I was on gas. I've got a, I've got a similar story. It made me like so far, like psychosis, like so far outside myself. So that was, yes. Mm. So then I got the implant put in my arm and I literally bled for like three years. I spotted for three years. So from like 20 to 23 spotting and just like terrible experience. And then But, you know, like I wasn't having cramps. I wasn't having acne. I wasn't having ovarian cysts. So basically all these things. And I was protecting me from pregnancy. But I just was like, I felt like a shell of myself by the end of that 10 years. And I feel like from 14 to 24 is a really formative time in your life where you're like developing confidence, like getting to know your sexuality and getting to know yourself. And so I kind of feel like I missed that. And I was like, I'm ready. I tried to get my birth control out here in the United States. They're like, it's going to be $500. And at the time I was like, 23, I had like a barely paying dietetics job. I couldn't afford that. So when I moved to New Zealand, they took it out for free and gave me a subscription for five or like a prescription for 5,000 condoms, <laughs> which is just like so funny. Like I obviously like couldn't fill them all, but like that was like their solution. And so mm. I got off of it and I thought my period was going to come back right away because that's what everyone had been telling me. But with Nexplanon, it actually, since it's implanted in your body, can the hormones stay in a lot longer. So once I came off of it, I didn't do anything to prepare. I just got it. I was like on a whim one day, like when I got it taken out, um, period didn't come back for six months. Like I mentioned, such intense, painful, deep hormonal acne, um, really bad cramps. I've had ovarian cysts on and off my entire life. I have not had one since I started seed cycling four years ago. Um, so yeah, that was my experience. It was just honestly, like, I feel like the being on an experience was bad and the coming off of an experience was even worse. Did they give you any resources? 
No. And so this is what, if you're listening, this is what I would love for you to hear. So birth control is synthetic hormones. That is what it is. And it disrupts the connection between the brain and the ovary. So it stops ovulation. That's how it works. Um, So one, it can take time for that to come back Two, birth control can deplete you of essential vitamins and minerals like vitamin C, magnesium, um, all your B vitamins. So all these things that are really important and it can also disrupt gut health. So something I'm really passionate about is supporting your liver, making sure you're getting enough B vitamins, vitamin C, magnesium, preferably from real food sources first, but a high quality supplement also can be just as good. And then eating probiotic rich foods, if your gut can tolerate them, because if I would have done that probably the three months leading up, that's what I tell my friends, I'm like six, six, three to six months before you get off, try these things. I wish I would have known about seed cycling sooner because it ticks a lot of those boxes. And then I think I would have had a much better experience coming off with Funkit. A lot of people will use our products as they're coming, trying to come off of birth control. And, you know, our reviews are like, wow, I came off. It was a seamless experience or I've been off for three months, started this and I feel so much better. So there definitely are things you can do to minimize those painful experiences. Yeah. Just to kind of like ease into your natural rhythm, I guess, you know, like your natural rhythm, because that's the other thing is I didn't even know there was four phases of the menstrual cycle. I had no, I thought it was just like, I thought menstrual cycle equals period. I thought that was all that was going on in my body. I had no idea about ovulation. Like, and I felt so silly at like 24 trying to learn all of this because I was just like, why didn't I not get taught this before? And why did no one sit me down and tell me this when I was getting my birth control out? Okay. So actually let's talk about the four phases because I didn't know until recently either. When I came off birth control, I started learning very similar story, like all these things. And I was like, no one taught us this. So, so teach us about the the four phases. This is like my favorite topic in the entire world. Cause it really shows you in society, we're told our periods are like this shameful, horrible mm-hmm. thing. Actually, your cycle is really freaking cool. And so The first phase of your cycle is your menstrual phase. So that's going to be when you're bleeding. Everybody's a little bit different. They say to like three to five to seven days. Um, My period now is just three, like really great, like full days. And then it's over, which is awesome. So this is actually when your hormones are the lowest. So I think it's really interesting. Like, oh, you're on your period. You're so hormonal. You're actually not. Not that anyone should say that to you, but people do say that. And so that's when your um, hormones are the lowest. This is your menstrual phase. When you stop bleeding estrogen starts to rise and it's getting ready for ovulation that's going to be your follicular phase and this is when you like if you've ever noticed like I have so much energy I feel like myself again I feel so creative like in your flow that's definitely like follicular phase energy then you ovulate which is when your egg is released and you're actually only fertile five to six days out of the month and that's because sperm can live in the body up to five days the egg's actually only alive for 24 hours which is kind of wild that's insane Cause I knew yeah. about the, I knew about the, the five to six days, but I didn't know the 24 hours. Yeah. So it dissolves wow. back into the body. Okay. It's not fertilized within 24 hours. And actually it's released when it's released, it creates something called the corpus luteum, which it's kind of like this little pseudo organ. I'm not a doctor. That's not the right exact terminology, but that's where progesterone comes from for your luteal phase. So that's why you need to ovulate to then progress into your luteal phase and have progesterone produced. Progesterone is known as the calming hormone, but for a lot of people who are experiencing hormone imbalance, the second half of their cycle can feel very chaotic, very frustrating. You know, this is like that traditional PMS phase. We'll get into it. It doesn't have to feel that way, but that's definitely how I used to feel. And then when progesterone takes over, 
So your body temperature rises. So your basal body temperature rises and you have less insulin sensitivity. So that means two things. One, you're burning on average 300 extra calories a day from that basal body increase and in making progesterone. So there's a reason that you're hungry and it's really important for us to feed our bodies in this phase because they're working so much harder. Number two, when you are in this phase, you need more protein because your body's not utilizing protein as well. So that's why you get some of those cravings and you're like, man, I just really need like a steak or whatever it is. So need more protein in that phase. Um, and then around day 23, progesterone is going to drop. That's going to trigger your body to get ready to menstruate again. And then you do the cycle all over again. And you can actually sink, you know, food, exercise, and tasks along with your cycle and really feel in flow because our world's not made for our menstrual cycles, unfortunately, but it feels so much better when you're kind of living in flow versus trying to just do the like typical, like grind nine to five. Oh, I so agree. When I started kind of just paying more attention and tracking my cycle in the different phases, I was able to, to notice like, okay, I'm ovulating. I can put more energy into this project. You're like, okay, I'm about to start my period. There's a reason why I feel like my life is kind of chaotic right now. So for someone who's never really paid attention to these different phases, how can they start to essentially track the different phases of their cycle? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the first way I started, and I think it's the easiest is kind of put all this other information out of your head. Don't focus on it too much just yet. Save this podcast, come back to it in a couple, in like a month, just to get a period tracking app and start just inputting your period. And there's some really great ones. I use the Orchid app. There's a Stardust app. Um, Flow's another one that's like pretty include. They both give you lots. They're actually going to tell you based on like when you put in your period, they're going to give you an estimate of where you are in these different phases. And then I recommend for the first two to three months, just noting down like one word a day, like one word a day, put it in your period tracking app. How are you feeling? And then see if you find any patterns. Because for me, I was wanting to change my entire life all the time in my luteal phase. So like after ovulation, the week for my period, I'd be like, I need a new job. This isn't working out anymore. I need to move. And that's when I had like a cue of like, this is a time I need to slow down and like dig in versus like trying to run away. So I think that one word can be really helpful and just like track your period in an app. Okay. What do you think contributes to wanting to change your life in your luteal phase? Because I am the same way. I'm like, I'm going to move. I need a different job or like I'm quitting the podcast or like I need to stop being friends with all these people and I need an entire different friend group. Like literally I want to just change it. Like, is there a reason behind that? So listen, there is a lot of reasons, but it's really interesting. Our hormones literally impact our GABA and serotonin, which are like our happy hormones and neurotransmitters inside of our brain. Again, not a doctor, definitely not a neurologist, but your hormones impact your brain function. So that's also why, like, if any of you guys are listening and your moms are in menopause, menopause is another time that can feel like a 10 year brain fog because of the way the hormones are interacting with our brains. And so if you were experiencing big shifts and swings in your hormones throughout the month, that can lead to that luteal phase panic and that I have to change everything right now. This is how I used to feel when I was in my luteal phase, I would feel like I had like, you know, if you go out and you drink too much and you like cry or like yell or get like upset and then you wake up the next day and you're like, that was not me. Yeah. 
that's how I used to feel in my luteal phase. And so like really honing in and focusing on like the cycle syncing and looking and see if you do have a hormonal imbalance can really help with that because I get little urges to change things now, but not like I used to at all. So is there a way to kind of mitigate this feeling of uh, luteal phase panic. I love that. I love that term. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, seed cycling has helped me so much with it because if you look at vitamin E and vitamin B6 from real food sources, those two things together are so impactful for mood in the luteal phase. And, and key is like real food sources. So there was a research article, which I can send for us a link in the show notes that looked at the vitamin supplementation in throughout the menstrual cycle. And it found that the only improvement they saw was from real food, which I think is really interesting. Um, so sesame seeds and sunflower seeds, you're going to be able to get magnesium. You're going to be able to get, um, B6 and vitamin E that is so helpful. Um, I also think it's helpful just acknowledging you're in your luteal phase. So like that's a nutritional hack. And then another hack is going on a walk every morning and really focusing on like slowing down and like not being on your phone for the first hour of the day can actually change your brain trajectory and calm your nervous system. And then from there, just noticing that you are in your luteal phase and it's not the right time to make a change. Wait till you start bleeding Like write down those changes you want to make and wait till you start bleeding to be able to make any of those. This episode is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. Giving your body what it needs can sometimes feel really overwhelming, but AG1 helps to simplify taking care of my body. So in just one scoop of AG1, my body gets the support that it needs to really take on the day. So I'm talking 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut support, mood support, boosted energy. I feel like I can better tune in with my hunger cues. I feel like my skin looks better. My hair looks better. My nails are stronger. I'm the type of person that likes to really streamline my daily routine, make things really simple. And AG1 does exactly that. If you want to take ownership over your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash 8020. Again, that's drinkag1.com slash 8020. Check it out. Can you talk to us a little bit about seed cycling, what that is? I'm a dietitian and I focus a lot on peer-reviewed evidence. And when I was living in New Zealand, I was about to go on Accutane for my acne. And if you can see the video, I don't have any makeup on. I don't have acne anymore. I mean, it, it was a journey. It took a whole year for it to all clear up. But I was seeing this really amazing. He was like a GP that focused on skin. And he in New Zealand, it's a little bit harder to get on Accutane because it's such a strong medication. And I was desperate. And like, I'm a holistic girly, but I was like, give me anything to get rid of this acne. Like, I'm just so like over it. He was like, I want you to try one. And a friend told me about seed cycling. I was like, this is BS. No, 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 no way this works. Then he told me about it and was like, I want you to try it for three months because it takes three months to really work. So what it is, you track your menstrual cycle, step one. Then from the first day of your period till ovulation, you're going to have a tablespoon of flax and a tablespoon of pumpkin seeds, organic ground. 
Then after ovulation, you're going to switch and do a tablespoon of sesame seeds, a tablespoon of sunflower seeds, organic ground. And you can you do that every single day. You eat it on the food you're already eating. And it actually works to help like with hormonal balance because it plugs in nutritionally. There's a really interesting study that came out and found like an estimated 80% of our cyclical symptoms can be linked back to nutritional deficiencies. And so that's where seed cycling comes and plugs in from a real food source. For me personally, it took about three months. My acne started healing. It did not go away all the way. It took about six months for it to mostly go away and a year to totally heal. I haven't gotten ovarian cyst. I used to get one every single time I ovulated. I haven't gotten one since I started seed cycling four or five years ago at this point. So that's what it is. It's really, it is simple. Like it sounds simple because it is. Did you change your diet at all? In the beginning, did not change my diet at all. Just added in the seed cycling. And I cut back on dairy because I did a food intolerance test. Because that's one thing like with hormonal acne, there is some research that dairy can be interfering. But I always say like tests don't guess. Like see if your body is having a reaction to dairy. Mine was. I was having a pretty high inflammatory reaction to dairy. Um, which And I also now found out I have Hashimoto's, which was probably like having something to do with that in the background. But now I've made a lot of tweaks. I do a lot more cycle syncing, a lot more eating with my cycle. But at the time, that was the very first thing that I changed. And that's what got me like hooked into this world. I'm like, this is insane that this small change made this big of a difference in my cycle. Okay. You said that you were in New Zealand. Were you there just like, were you studying? Like, what were you doing in New Zealand? I was living over there working for Lululemon. And then I went and worked for a um, beverage company, like a wellness tonic company and helped them reformulate products. And I was like one of their first employees. So that's when I got my first like startup bug. So I had two really demanding jobs and I was having to call out like once a month for my period because it was that bad. Wow. Do you think that there was a difference in like the food quality there? Like, did you see anything? Okay. Yes. The food over there, when I moved back here, everything tasted like cardboard. And so like being on an island, you're eating seasonally no matter what, because if not, if an avocado is out of season, it's $20. So like the food quality was incredible. I started eating meat again over there because the meat quality was just like out of this world. I mean, yeah, I, the food over there is delicious and just everything's like pretty much organic too. Like it's not like this, they don't charge a ton more for something that's organic. It's all grown like very sustainably, very environmentally friendly, very minimal toxins. That's the healthiest I've ever been was when I was living over there. That's insane. I think it's crazy how, and I've experienced it firsthand. Like when you go to um, other countries and the food quality is just better. Like I don't do very well with gluten or dairy, but I did a little bit of a summer semester in Italy a couple years ago and I was eating pasta and cheese and all this stuff. And it was just crazy how much better I felt. So I definitely think the food is such a huge contributing factor. So for someone who's in the States, is there something that they could do to kind of like mimic that, that same high quality of food, um, but maybe without like breaking the bank or, you know, having to completely overhaul their entire diet. Yeah. Cause honestly, like I have to eat gluten, soy and dairy free cause I have Hashimoto's and it's hard and it, it, it can be restrictive so quickly. And I come from like an eating disorder background and it makes me really nervous. So my biggest tip is if you are experiencing, you know, any of these symptoms or like GI and gut symptoms, 
there's something called a GI map test. It's a little bit pricey, but I do think it's worth investing in to figure out what's really like going on or bothering you because that can kind of help you guide your choices. But then the other thing is there's a lot of local regenerative farms that are probably around you, but they don't have an organic certification because of how expensive and difficult it is to get that certification. There's an amazing farm here in Austin called Boggy Creek. And I volunteer there and I learn like they don't have that organic certification because of the price, but the food is incredible. It mimics that like fresh taste from New Zealand and it's pretty affordable. It's like the same price as a grocery store. So I always say like, look and like Google, like local regenerative farm near me, local farm near me, because when you get plugged into those local places, they're going to be way more affordable. You're going to be eating in season and the food tastes better. And then you're also supporting a local business. So that's kind of like my biggest tip around trying to find more delicious and nutritious foods. So I want to talk a little bit about Funk It. So when I was living in New Zealand, I kind of like had this awakening, like my hormone awakening. I feel like we all have that distinct like hormone awakening. I started pitching this idea to all of my girlfriends and they were like, yes, we need this. Like, and I learned nine out of 10, like of us have some kind of hormonal imbalance or some kind of cyclical symptom. And I was just like mind blown by that. So I started talking to my friends. That's like the first thing I always do. Everybody was like, yes, my period sucks. I'm having all these bad birth control symptoms. So then I started like, I had no idea how to start a business. I just, I'm a dietitian, So I just start talking to like people I knew who are investors or who I've been in business a long time. And I mostly talked to a lot of men and they all were like, honestly, this seems like a really niche product. It doesn't really seem like anyone's going to buy it. Like I wouldn't waste your time. And that's why the name Funk It came to be. Cause I was like, F this, this is like ridiculous I love it yeah that's incredible that's incredible that's why I named it that that's like everyone's like why'd you name it funky and I'm like because this matters and like our health matters and the fact that women weren't studied until 1993 like just shows you how far behind we are and so what we do is we're a food is medicine hormone wellness company we have all 100% food-based products all organic all non-gmo all made here in the United States ingredient sourcing is my like favorite thing in the world. So we spent like a year sourcing all the ingredients. And so we have seed cycling kits that are organic. They're already ground up for you too. So like we get them to you, like from the manufacturer who we have here in the U S to you within four to six weeks. So they're very fresh. We sell on our website and Amazon, even with Amazon, our distributors in Dallas, so we can get that product like turned over very quickly for freshness. And then Cycle Bites is our newest product, which is the first 100% food-based vitamin for the menstrual cycle. And we worked so hard. It took us a year and 120 different tries to like nail the taste, but it's got reishi mushroom, ginger, and it's more of a multivitamin approach. So if you're listening and seed cycling sounds a little overwhelming or you're not quite ready to like sync your nutrition with your cycle, Cycle Bites is a great way to get started. You can also take it on birth control too, because it has all those vitamins and minerals I talked about that you can be depleted of. And we have lots of educational resources. We just want everyone to know about their cycles and feel confident in their bodies. So for someone who's still on birth control, would seed cycling still work for them? I always tell people you totally can seed cycle on birth control as long as you don't have like an allergy to any of the seeds. Since you have synthetic hormones, it's not going to change your hormones, but it is going to give you great prebiotic fiber for your gut health. 
It's going to get you like in the mindset of cycle tracking, and it's going to give you a lot of vitamins and minerals that your body's probably lacking. So is it going to balance your hormones? Probably not. Is it going to prep you for when you're ready to come off? I think it's a great start and it's a lot of high quality food for you. What's your favorite way to take your seeds every day? I love them with breakfast. I'm a routine person and my morning is like my sacred time that like I spend a whole hour by myself just like getting in the vibe. Same I, way. I love, I it. love it. Yeah, I know you're coming on my po- podcast to tell us all about your routine and I'm so excited about it. I love a good morning routine. Same. And so I love it with like chia pudding is like, I like to make things the night before or like on a Sunday. Cause I just know, like, I want to, I take my dog on a 30 minute walk. I want to like sit and journal and do all these things. So I make seven chia puddings on Sunday and I just mix my seeds in, put them in little Mason jars with berries and keep them in the fridge. But I mean, they're also great on like avocado toast, soup, salad. Like they really blend in pretty seamlessly to about anything. One thing that I love to ask all my guests on my podcast is what is one piece of advice you would tell your 22 year old self? Because my average age of listeners, like 22 to like 24, 25. Oh my gosh. Oh, 22 year old me. I would just like give the biggest hug. And so I think that's something I wish I knew a few things. So one is like, I really wish I knew how important understanding my body was and listening to it, because I think we just are taught to be so disconnected, especially as women, like we're very taught, you know, shrink down, stay small, be small, be quiet. And I just think like, no, like be you learn your body, do what you want. But I also like would just tell anyone who's listening, who's in their early twenties, your twenties are just like, your do what you want, figure out what you like, like take risks, do things that you're excited about and don't fall to the, what's that like word of, you know, when everyone's like, Oh, adulting sucks and you're going to be miserable and you're going to hate your job and you're just getting older and you're tired. No, like you can love your life. You can create a life that you truly love and enjoy. Like you're young, but you're powerful and you're smart and you're excited, like lean into that and just do what makes you feel good because adulting doesn't have to suck. You don't have to feel bad all the time and you can slow down and live a life that you really love. I love it. Great advice. Such good advice. Um, so where can the listeners find you? Where can the listeners find Funkit? So I've got a podcast called the period chats podcast, which well, he's coming on and we're going to talk all about morning routines. So if you're interested in that, come listen to that episode. It'll be out in a few weeks. Um, two carbs and Kate is my personal Instagram. And then I have a TikTok that's like Kate Morton. I just, social media is fun for me. So you'll come see me like be silly and then funkitwellness.com. So you can find all of our products. And then we're Funkit wellness on TikTok and Instagram. And we do lots of education and eBooks and, you know, fun things if you want to learn. So head on over there to find us there. Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks for having me. 